shit you were saying yesterday. I'm saying right now. Is this plugged in over there? On the table. On the tableau. Le tableau. <laughs> no, le tableau. Tableau is when you, when you like freeze in a frame. You speak French? No, bits and pieces. Like, croissant oh. is French. Who <laughs> doesn't know what croissant is? Tableau is when you freeze in some drama. What's croissant in English? You don't croissant? have an English word. Oh, okay. Do you guys have friends that listen to this? Uh, two coworkers that listen. Have you ever had any of them say to you, is this because we're on the podcast? Yeah. <laughs> I hate that line. People don't trust me with information anymore. This is not podcast material, Alex. Anything, anytime I talk, and they're telling me something serious, they're like, is this, this going to go on the podcast? Like, no, I don't just talk to business on the podcast if you actually listen to it. So do they actually listen? Some of them do. Actually, the wedding home is at... A couple of my teammates from Ottawa, they came down and they said, listen to it. Actually, he's the one that took the comment because he was telling me something serious about his girlfriend. It's like, yo, Alex, if I hear this on the podcast, I'm going to whoop your ass. Like, come on, seriously? Of course I'll talk about it on the podcast. It's your business. That's what I do. She see money all around me. I look like I'm the man. Yeah, but I was down and out like last week. Tell me, where have you been? Welcome back. Been a little hiatus. It's Sunday dinner. Uh, we're three cousins who live very different lives that come together on Sunday for a Sunday dinner to discuss their very perspectives, our very perspectives, to be honest, it's ours, on pop culture, wellness, navigating adulthood, and life in Toronto. So welcome back, guys. It's been like hella long. I hope you enjoyed that beginning because that's the last time you'll ever hear it. Mm -hmm. You don't know why you're listening. Too bad. It's your boy Loaf here. My two lovely cousins had a wonderful summer. Summer is over, kids. It's, it never happened. It never though. showed up. It we never showed spring up. To fall. Ooh, that's wild. We had a long ass spring and we touched fall, like starting up last week with this weather. I wore Uggs to work on Friday, <laughs> and I was warranted. It was. It is cold. It is not warm outside. I can't believe Uggs lived. What an ugly ass shoe. Believe it. What? No, what a comfortable ass shoe. Yeah. <laughs> Believe it. Oh, Not that comfy. Whatever, bro. I did. I, I'm a though, because they had these nice boots for men that I wanted to buy, but then they were also like $250. And, the odds are not cheap. Yeah, they're so. not. <laughs> no, they're not, not no stretch of imagination. They're they not cheap at all. I still might get them, though. I like them. They look kind of swaggy. Anywho, so what's happening, kids? Let's touch on a few of the topics. First off, we want to touch on uh, the natural disasters that are happening around the world, whether it be in Sierra Leone, um, Mumbai, India. Hope I said that right. Mumbai. I think so. Yeah, and uh, the floods that are happening there as well. And the most uh, talked about one out here is the one that's happening in, in southern Texas. Um, does anyone have people in Texas? I call my people in Texas to make sure everybody's good. I don't know anybody. In I know people in Austin. Okay. Yes, but, not, but, but it's not like Houston. Houston. Yeah. I hate my person in Houston. And he said he's good. It's more south. Because it's... I don't know how close Louisiana is to Houston. But um, they're saying that... The, they, as of a couple of days ago, they say they still have... Expecting 20 more centimeters worth of rain. That's so sad. Yeah. It's not cool at all. 
And I find it interesting. 20 centimeters doesn't sound like a lot on a ruler, but in rain and water levels. Remember, to us, when they hit us, four centimeters, and they were like, stay, stay away from right, lakes and water. Right. So I can imagine what 20 centimeters on top of whatever water they already had is going to do them. Not good. But I like the fact that everybody on social media, as like even a youth, those YouTubers like King Karan, whatever his name is, he's out there helping out. Um, giving back, having people donate, everyone's doing their little donations and actually donating. I was watching on the news the other day with, uh, what's that guy's name? The president, Trump. He did a pledge for like a million dollars and they're like, he's also known for not falling through with his pledges. Like, this guy is a piece of shit. Like, <laughs> I don't understand why this human's in a position of power, but you know what? It, it's not, it's whatever. But, yeah, it's a good thing that everyone's helping us, supporting, and especially things that are happening around the world, not just, you know, here, but everyone's doing what they can for people in need. Look, I heard you guys have a conspiracy theory, so please share with the people. Cause... <laughs> we can't share these conspiracy theories. Okay, I, I read briefly, but I'm a true believer of conspiracy theories because I feel like the whole world is a conspiracy um, but I read briefly, just for the title, like the first paragraph of the article, that humans, we are capable of somewhat controlling the weather. And I agree to an extent. I believe we are guilty of pollution. We are guilty of... Not, did, you read, did you read the article on that? No, I saw a couple of years ago, there, there was a, there's a video or a movie about conspiracy theories. And that's where I saw it because there's these panels that are like in Alaska mm -hmm. that if you turn the panels a particular way, you can control weather in different areas of the earth. So that's where, that's where I got it from. And it's just funny how certain things happen. Like, I don't know if this ever happened to Texas before, but all of a sudden these crazy rains and floods hit Texas. So it's just like, I, I don't, I don't talk about it because I don't know where it can come from, who pushes the button on this right, thing, right. but I don't put it past People that are, are sitting in NASA, not NASA, what's the other one? Area 51, those geniuses that are there being able to do certain things like that. But that's basically where it was. Like there's these, in Alaska, some foreign place in Alaska, there's these large, large panels that are like solar panels. But if you turn them in a particular way, it actually could move, alter the clouds how they wanted to do. So it could, it could change weathers in different areas of wherever they wanted to do. Creepy. That's why I, I, I believe it to an extent. I know that we do have an impact on weather. I was actually talking to your mom about that, Gems. Council Breeze. What? I said just yell. Yeah, okay. Who's Council Breeze? Oh my god. Kel what a surprise. Oh, what's the old language of that? French. Oh, I don't speak French. Oh, really? I didn't know that. But oh my god, I don't speak French. Real basic French. It's like we and no. That's not weird, no. I hate when you do that. What's coming out to her is coming out to everybody. I've never heard it before. Kelly's is what? I'm teaching you who, what, where, why. I didn't even. Yes. What? What? Surprise for surprise? What a stretch. Kelly is not what? Okay, what's Kelly? K. K is what? It's Spanish. Q U E. That's Spanish. No, Q U E is. Spanish. Yeah, they're around. A lot of the words are very similar in Spanish and French. All right, so, so I'm yeah, here. <laughs> I do believe, and I was talking to your mom about this, that we have somewhat control and you know uh, effect of our own habits and doing. But I don't know if I believe completely about the panel. Like I said, I saw that from a, a documentary because they were talking, also talking about 
the 9-11 thing. And then they went, the guy kept on going further and further talking about it. Speaking of conspiracies, y'all see how everything's talk, like every article lately is talking about Diana, the documentary series, Michelle. Mm-hmm. This yeah, anniversary yeah. of her, yeah. was it birthday or death? Or 20, or death? Wow, 20 years of her death. Yeah. 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 That's, a, that's, there's conspiracy theories. Yeah, no, they killed her. I believe that too, I believe yeah, that Yeah, they, they killed Diana for sure. And one more conspiracy theory to talk about. Oh my gosh. Because like, yeah. like yeah, I just are. find them interesting, but like, Individuals who believe that the Earth is flat. What do you think of when you see the eclipse? Like, what do you think? Like, how do you believe that the Earth is flat if the eclipse is happening? Like, the world clearly and this revolve around the sun. Yeah. You know what I mean? And the moon, like you know, a line. So we'll call that Bob and ask him what he what his thoughts are, and then oh, we'll yeah. get back. Yeah. And also speaking about conspiracy theories. Oh my god! We're gonna segue <laughs> right into Conor McGregor and Mayweather. And that fight, and everyone said that it was, people are saying that it was a rigged fight. I heard that. Yeah. It was a money grab, don't get me wrong, but I really hope that Mayweather really beat the shit out of that guy. Because he, he, he it was a good fight. It was a lot more entertaining than I thought it would be. I thought it would just be a bore match, but... Did you watch? No. I watched. And, uh, did you watch? Mm-hmm. And what do you think? Uh, he lasted a lot longer than I think everybody expected him to last. Really? Yeah. I didn't think it would be a knockout. Yeah, but did you think it was going first as long as it went? Well, yeah. Well, if, no. I, did, I, I, if I didn't think it was a knockout, I think it was going to go 12 rounds. But, um... No way. I, I didn't... Like, I've read articles, I don't know if they're true or not, just on Facebook, how that thing has brain damage or something like that from the fight. Uh, not uh, what's his name? McGregor, McGregor had oh. brain damage from the fight, which counters that whole um, uh, conspiracy theory that oh it was rigged and he basically no, it was doesn't. a fake fight. The guy oh, has brain oh, damage. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but you can actually get hits. You can get CTE. You can get brain damage from a, any kind of a hit. It doesn't have to be like this monstrous hit to be damaged. Yeah, like but that. I, so I'm like, assuming it's from the random really. the amount of punches he took to the face. It's not necessarily the amount. It can be mm-hmm. one hit and you can yeah. get brain damage. Like, well, I just hope that it's, it's a lot of. The fact that he because he beat him up. Um, I like the way how he beat him. It was very strategical. Uh, he beat a guy that was way bigger than him. That's another thing too with the media and the whole ramp up of it. They lied to us so much. They made it seem like these guys. And I think I mentioned it to you. I don't know if I mentioned it to you when I was like, is, I didn't know McGregor was the same. I thought McGregor was so much taller than him. But in the interviews and stuff like that, they had him looking eye to eye, so I was like, oh, they're probably on the same eye. The fight started, and McGregor was like four inches taller than him, so much longer than him. I'm like, that's the McGregor I thought he was, but they just, to make the fight, I guess, legal in the boxing world, they made them look around the same height and size, but when the fight started, McGregor was like 20 to 25 pounds heavier than him, because I think he weighed like a 150. At the time of the fight, McGregor was 170, and he was also like 5'10", opposed to when they said oh, he was like 5'6", five, 5'7". Five, like, what the hell? McGregor, and that's what made the fight tough because he's never fought a guy as big as McGregor in like years. So, And you're, like, you're like at the end of your fighting career. But it was a good fight. I liked it. I enjoyed it. I didn't expect any Tyson knockouts for sure. But I'm glad it ended the way it ended. Shut up a lot of people. So did you believe it was rigged? Do I believe it was rigged? No. Yeah. I know it was a money grab, I believe. Because I think with Mayweather, there's no other fight that will be as large as this in his career. There's no other fighter that he could fight. He beat Pacquiao like three times. McGregor was a loudmouth guy that's a big face in the UFC. That once you beat him... And I don't think also 
McGregor could win. If McGregor was to beat Mayweather, that'd be the end of boxing. Because you can't have a next man from one sport come to your sport and dominate. Like it's just Mayweather's not just any guy. Mayweather's the best fighter to ever fight. One of the best fighters to ever box. And for some guy that's never boxed in a professional ring before to come in and beat him, that destroyed the sport. So I didn't see him losing. It's an interesting claim. But okay, cool. Right into us, you know, dinner on a Sunday. Won't answer. You'll find out why we won't. But uh, write into to us. <laughs> and let us know your thoughts on that very grandiose play. We will answer eventually. Sure. <laughs> now, there was something floating around on Facebook about fantasy football. Now, have any of you guys played fantasy football before? I mean, no. Or fantasy sports or anything like that? No. Nope. You know anything, like the integral parts of it, or just know of the fact that it exists? Just know that it exists. Okay, so to a lot of the listeners... Fantasy sports is essentially like a video game online where you could select different players off of teams, create your own team, and then have your team, the Georgetown Vipers against the London Blue Notes, and you could face off with, and how you get points is however the player plays in the sport, they accumulate some amount of points and it goes on your team and then it's whoever has the most points wins. It's been happening for years. I've been playing it since I was like 12. And it's always been a fun thing. It builds, like, people love it. Sports love it. It works good for the brand and everything like that. And we've done it for years. Now, on uh, ESPN, they reported this one NFL auction, which is done a little bit different, where normally you draft players. So you go into, like, a draft line, and then you can pick your player. And the next player, the next team goes, the next team goes. But sometimes they have NFL auctions where basically the player shows up, and then you auction. You have a certain amount of points divvied up per person, and you can use your points to auction and basically buy the player it's a different type of way of doing it but it's still online still pretty fair everyone does it's on all sports you can do it for basketball hockey anything like that but on the espn report they had somebody just took it further and added a visual element to it which if you haven't seen it go online and type in what nfl auction and you'll probably see the scandal there but basically it looked like if anyone that saw get out it looked like a a scene from Get Out where it definitely did. So they had like a lawn with a bunch of white chairs, and unfortunately, all white people in those chairs. And then they had the auctioneer is that the name? Mm-hmm. Auctioneer holding up each player and doing exactly what I just told you, but holding up the faces of the players. Fortunately, NFL is pretty much a large black league, so <laughs> they're holding up black players while white people auction them off. Horrible visual. Absolutely horrible. Reminiscent of slave auction. Luckily, they didn't have like the player be in the little comedy sketch skit because if that was like to see what's his name, Odell. That Odell, him, yeah, Odell to see him, yeah. him like if he was to be a part of that, and he was like standing there while they're doing the auction, and like that is just like no, absolutely not. That just does not need to be done. They they could have done that a bit more smart. And that's the thing now. With that being said, with everything else that we talked about in the past three, four months, what are we going to do about, not what we're going to do, but are we going to keep on giving these guys the chances that they're just being tone deaf? White people are being tone deaf. White people have been tone deaf. I don't and, know what you're... But now it's never going to change. Yeah. It's, just, it's getting ridiculous. It's not getting it's, ridiculous. It's always, it's, if anything, it's getting better, unfortunately. Yeah, how, are you <laughs> how is it getting better? How is it getting worse? It's exactly the same way it's But now been. that it's being put on, like... Every week we have somebody apologizing for something. Every week. 
Something, somebody does something, and it's not even That's like better than it's what like was over the top now. Sixty like, years ago, but I'm not taking their apologies. I don't care about your apology anymore. Like it's just getting utterly ridiculous now. Like why aren't people? And what bothers me is because it's not sixty years ago. We are in a time, especially like even in Canada, where we went to school with these dudes. These guys, these guys, these things aren't being run by people that are eighty years old. These are everything people being run by at thirty and at twenty. Like, who were raised by individuals who. But they also went to school with us. They that went has to, nothing to. They do listened with to hip hop like us. That like, has they are, nothing. To it has to have. It has to have no. some type of merit. Absolutely not. It has Absolutely to have something of merit. If you had, do you not. do you work with white people? Yes. If you found one of your coworkers doing something, like, wouldn't you be like, "Are you kidding me?" Absolutely like, not. You, so you won't be surprised if your your coworker does some no, racist shit. No, because to at you. the end of the day, they're still white, and, and the ignorance is ignorance. They don't understand. They don't understand. Like, I, I think you're giving them a way more right. than, like than, than, than necessary. Like they don't understand. They don't see the error of their ways. There's no one there in the ten thousand steps it took for them to get to there to, to set up the chairs to organize this to green light it to set up the cameras no exactly. one has said hey there's a problem because they don't see it so like they don't but they go but just it's like listening to hip hop and growing up with us doesn't mean anything they don't see the error of their ways well the same thing with the Kardashian how come they see it the next day they don't they come see up with these shirts don't. people, people tell them people they get mad the same people that tell them to when they're doing the shirt don't, they don't have no black people around you that's like hey Absolutely. Not one black person work at ESPN and say, hey, the, I hope this is a good idea. But that's the whole point. <laughs> not one black person where they're making the shirts was like contradicting yourself. Maybe this is your not your a good first idea. thing was like, they grew up with us, they should know better. They these are our peers. And then you're saying, why aren't there people around them telling them? But that's two different things. Having people around you that can check you versus you growing up with us and just knowing this is wrong. They don't know it's wrong. They have no idea. They have no idea the optics look weird. They have no idea they're disrespecting culture. They have no idea. Unless someone else who one of us young people woke whatever taps them on the shoulder and be like hey this and then they have to listen to you take merit into that and then listen it's like forget everybody else that's telling me all my white people that are saying yes this is fine and you one black person or two black people being like hey maybe this is a problem they're like mm, we're good and still move forward with it like that's the world we live in they don't know any and, better and even if they, they don't see it that's contradictory because first you said they know better they should know better because they're our peers they listen to hip hop we grew up with them and then you said they don't have black person, people yeah, to tap them yeah, on the shoulder that's one person but I also it, it all goes towards the one thing they're two different arguments you can continue on what you're saying but uh, I'm just like one thing I, I give that because my excuse before I'm just using it now is the fact that they weren't exposed to black culture to sort of understand the, some of the nuances, like we understand some of the nuances. Who's they, the Kardashians specifically, or just like just mainstream okay. culture? Okay. And so, being exposed to us, would figure there's some more sensitivity to our culture, opposed to years before when the only time they seen black people was on TVs or in the news or something like that. Exposure so that's the, is not teaching. Exposure is a level of teaching. That's what I mean, and it's basically it's that nonverbal, like okay, I don't have to. There's certain things I do that you could catch the vibe. Same thing, like I said, I don't have to be taught about certain white culture. Certain white culture I could just see. You know what I mean? I could experience because I grew up in it. With that being said, like I said, now the argument about like there are people there. I see them, so I don't understand why do they purposely do this so they can get they can build a story. Is it a marketing ploy so people can pay more attention? Maybe. That's what I think of it. Because you can't tell me there's no one there sitting there like, hey, bro, this looks a lot like Get Out that came out this year. Like The timing of it is a little bit too impeccable. Because individuals in a 
different tax bracket. And I'm, I'm saying that specifically because I believe Jay-Z mentioned this, but I don't watch anything he said. I just read it in passing. I believe it was Jay-Z or Michael Jordan that said to feel racism, you have to be in a lower class. Am I, I'm probably misconstruing those words. Mm -hmm. But it makes sense because if you are lacking financially, if you are lacking wealth-wise or just lacking where for the most part it keeps the suppressed suppressed you're not going to really experience being suppressed because you're not in that position and so the black folks in my opinion that are around individuals for example the kardashians who give their inputs they're not even aware or they don't even care to say this is probably wrong because it's not going to affect them. It's not. They have the money. They have the finances. They're not in a position where they have to like walk on their tippy toes amongst these CEOs or these white individuals that have it that can easily end whatever they are going through or whatever they are dependent on. They don't have to worry about that. So for them, it's just like, well, it's problematic, but make your money. I'm going to make my money too. Like I have no issue with it. And so I feel like, I think it was Michael Jordan. Because I, I believe it was an interview that he was asked about, like, how do you feel with all these, you know, these black youth that buy your shoes and sneakers? And it's been, you know, theories for years that he doesn't really care about black individuals. And whatever the theory is, you know, it, it, I do understand why those who are financially stable don't really consider race matters and race issues because they're not dependent on the big man, you know? They're yeah, not. And I, I get what you're saying. And I, correct me if I'm wrong, I think what you're trying to say is people that are in a position of power, they do not, it doesn't affect them because it doesn't affect their power. Yes, and, power, I was, yes, yes. Yeah, so I think that's where you're going with it. Um, I think it does bother them because we watched a few months ago when um, LeBron was vandalized, his garage was vandalized or something, and he had he had to speak. So I think it goes both ways. Did he probably, if he said you have a choice to, he probably wouldn't have. But I think because it, it was so direct to him and it was close to home, he had no choice but to talk out on it and, and mention the fact of what he's going through and, and, and stuff like that. But, yeah, it's just, I don't know. Because, yeah, I think you, but like, he talked about it because it happened to him. There's a difference between talking about if you see someone being abused and stepping up and saying something versus someone licks you and you say something. Yeah, that's, you're gonna that's, say, what that's what I'm saying. He probably so like, wouldn't have done it. He yeah, wouldn't he wouldn't have done, have done it. Like, because he's in a position yeah. of power, it doesn't affect him, it doesn't bother him, whatever. It doesn't affect me. I'm not involved. Sorry, guys. I'm just a player. I don't I don't have anything to say. Like, you're not affected to it, so you just shut up. But they, like, they kind of do as well because they did have that blackout. They didn't stop working. But uh, during some of the shootings, they did have those blackout shirts they wore across the NBA. The warm-ups saying that they're they're not they're saying they're cognitive of it. They're not saying we're not we don't act we don't see it. And they have a position of presence. They are starting to understand their platform. You have more athletes this year during the preseason. They're taking the knee like Kaepernick. Like there's more people, and it was Marshawn Lynch, my guy, that that started as well. Like there are more people that are understanding their platforms. Does everybody do it? No. But what do you mean by understanding their platform? They know what their platform is. They just want to, they're protecting themselves and their money. Right. <laughs> they, yeah, just yeah, want just, it. Yeah. they know their platform. It's not that they don't understand. They know exactly what it is. Some of them are using their keep, platform. Keep the money in the pocket. Keep it, keep it cute. Shut up. Some are using their platform. They have 
Marshawn Lynch has a great following because of what he did before in Beast Mode, what have you. He's using that platform. A lot of other people yeah, are doing it. Yeah, but he's super controversial and not liked by a lot of white people because he's so outspoken, because he does his things in the press conference. Like, Marshawn Lynch is not nationally liked by white people, never people. They don't like when people do that. Like Kaepernick, who's unemployed. They don't like people who make these loud statements and say, this is what I am stand for. That gets automatically, like... Get the hell out of here. And the end of, it wasn't that NFL, I think NBA, when they wore those shirts, weren't they like not allowed to wear those ever again? Did they get fined or something? Like, no. you don't like when people make these statements. Like, no, it, they didn't get fined for it, but they did wear it for a time. I had um, thought that they, they weren't allowed to wear it. Or what, maybe it was the N- The WNBA. WNBA. But they, I think they did That's something the else. They wasn't, I don't, what was it? The WNBA did something, yeah. I think they did shirts too. And they they, they, they did shirts, yeah. And then and they, then they said, well, NBA did it and they didn't get in trouble. So. But anyway, that's a yeah, gender yeah. war. But um, yeah, like, I don't know. That's just not why. <laughs> keep, keep it cute. Be the dancing monkey. Get your money. Worry about your own sponsorships. Period. That's just what it is. I don't think it's any, I don't think it's any more increasing, you know, white people's or whatever people's like, uh, awareness or attacks. I think it's just because of social media, because of cameras, because of the era that we live in, we're hyper visual to all the things that are happening. But Mm -hmm. to think that this is a new, or this is an uprising, or it's just been increasing. It's it's not new. It's just, it's, it's frustrating. That's all I'm saying. It's not new. I know it's not new. It's just frustrating. In some way, you have to. I live in a world of hope, a life of hope. That what I do and what I try to do around me, I hope that people get better by it. And it's just sad that they're not. And you don't want to live the other side of life. You don't want to live the fuck everyone else life around you because it's there's no there's no benefit to that either. So it's just like I rather live on this side of the fence and hope that you know one day somebody or people around me or it shows that there are, because there are, there's all the white people. I watched, uh, I didn't watch it, but what was it, Teen Awards or something like that? Someone else speaking about it. There are people that are talking about it, you know. And I, I, you said, maybe you're right. Maybe it is getting a little better, but I don't know. It's just frustrating. I got a million ways to get it. Choose one. Choose one. Hey, bring it back. Bring it back. Now double your money and make it stack. So let's head over to Sunday's best highlights of the weeks. So power finale is today and it was amazing. I loved it. I thought it was really well done, surprisingly. Thoughts? It was good. I liked it. I wrapped up a few things, left uh, some hope and some storyline to uh, thirst for for season five. Um, I'm interested to see the dynamic between 50, Ghost... It's not exactly the canon. Code Ghost and Tommy, how they're gonna work. It's gonna it's gonna bring back elements of what they've used to talk about back when the show just started. So I wanna see how that's gonna go. It's gonna be interesting to see Dre as the villain. I think do you think he's gonna be a good villain? No, he's gonna die really soon. Oh, stop it. They're not gonna murk him early. Yeah, whatever. Dre's gone. And then they're gonna focus on Jimenez. Dre's <laughs> Dre's out of here. <laughs> I hope they don't. I want Dre's to see if he here. has the capability to be a good villain. It'd be interesting. Very interesting to see how that He's works. already failed. He didn't even make it the first this season without without people finding out who he was, who he's killed, his plans. That's not <laughs> him. It's a storyline. Yeah, so he's out of here. That's not him. We're going to get Dre right out of here. Nah. Hopefully. Um, 
You know what? I didn't like the writing when it came to the beginning of the episode. I really wish that like someone like Tasha that found out that her daughter died to be a little bit more dramatic. As I mean, my best friend said, like, no one's bawling. It was like a tear, like, in the yeah, middle. Yeah, like, like, this is your daughter. Your kid that died. died. <laughs> no one's screaming. No one's bawling. It was just, like, really comic. Like, I mean, everybody reacts to grief differently. Yeah. So maybe both of them just reacted the same way, really, because maybe they're used to killing people and they're used to live this kind of life. So yeah. maybe they just reacted a little differently. Let's give them the benefit of the doubt. But watching it definitely had exact same reaction like yeah. you're real calm to find out yeah. your young your Especially daughter just died we've been watching game of thrones <laughs> lately game of thrones when her son died it was she was like oh my god i'll kill everybody like that's how, how i think you would react like you said everyone reacts differently but your daughter like according to that show and the information they've given us no one has died close to them other than sean but sean wasn't like sean was kidding son but like yeah then no one died in their circle close to them. So to find out the first person is their daughter, you'd think they'd be a little bit melodramatic then. <sighs> like, the, the one scene in the car, that was good. That was good. It showed a little bit of passion. Yeah. But at the beginning, when they're sitting there, and she's just sitting there calm, like, yeah. we, oh, we're just here for questioning? Like, yeah, uh, yeah that's a little bit... They could have put a little bit more on that. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Anyway, besides power, what else? Past two weeks, what y'all been up to? Any highlights? Yeah, so I went to see Annabelle the Creation. Uh, loved it. I love scary movies. I love horror. I love thrill. I love anything that has to do with like omens and like I just love it. And I ended up watching the other Annabelle and the Conjuring movies just to you know put it together. I also went to Wonderland finally. My God, my goodness, (laughs) it was absolutely fantastic the end of the day ended up being too cold though but i had so much fun do you ride roller coasters of course oh, that's cute yeah I can't ride roller coasters yeah they i'm terrified me. of them but i'm like, scared they hurt i don't know what it is yeah about they know they do hurt they yeah, kind of do something hurt. in my insides just says no don't get on no this they thing. hurt there was the last one that i went on where you're laying down actually but you're not like strapped up or like buckled in you're just laying down this thing closes behind you and it flips over and upside down like three times. And I swear I was going to fall out. Because like Ugh. you're not like in it. You're just, you're not like strapped in. You're just like holding on to the bars. And your legs are like, my shins, uh, man. They hurt so much. Yeah. But um, Wonderland was fantastic. I would definitely go again. It's more for kids though. Like it's, it's, it's fun, but. Yeah, you don't go more than once or twice. Right, so. right, right. Yeah. So I had an amazing day that day though. Um, oh, escape room! We got it! <laughs> <laughs> that was so much fun. Wait, so... wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Hold so the fuck up. Wait, 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 wait. So... Y'all went to escape room without me? <laughs> so... Oh, the disrespect, please. So... Wow. Honestly... Wow. That's how we it was so fun. Yeah, I know. It really was. We were in the first, there's three rooms. We had to get out of four doors. So here's the thing. You, we got an hour, but I was late. Okay, so I was late. No, so we still had the full 15 minutes, though. It was supposed to be an hour. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I was late, so we pushed the appointment. And then because I was late, Jalouz was a little bit late. So they're like, if you're late, you're, we're going to cut some time off your time. So we had 15 minutes instead of the full 60 minutes. Then we get told that there's three rooms to get out of instead of one. Then we get told that all four of us who were present had to get handcuffed in the to first room. To a chair. Room. And we're like, wait a minute. So we have 50 minutes. We're all handcuffed and three rooms. Go. But, end of the story, we, we got, got out. out. 
No, it was absolutely fun. It's my like, first time ever getting out. Yeah. I was so proud. We only had to use two hints. We had four minutes remaining. <laughs> it, we were in the first room too long, though. Way too, too, too long. long. <laughs> Way too, too long. long. But they give you, like, if you ever done an escape room, you know, like, the things that they make you figure out are the most, like, who would think Ooh, of this? Yeah, like, no, it's what? True. It's and when true. they give you the hints, when they tell you how you would have escaped, blah, 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 you're just like, it's so obvious. No, what? when they tell you, it's just like, oh. Oh, no, ain't no so obvious. It's like, who would have thought of this? The first room the, but the, the first wall? one, But the first one, the wall wall. That was, was like, not obvious. I don't know about obvious. <laughs> but, because even she's like, what does that mean? I'm like, 10. She's like, <laughs> X marks the spot. <laughs> no. Oh, multiply. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. How many of y'all went? There's four, four of us. I'm so jealous. <laughs> so hella jealous. And you guys got out. I wish you guys got locked in that bitch. I'm so mad that y'all went. Oh, the last one was go. the quickest and the, easiest. So like, by the way, yeah, like, <laughs> like, it was so much fun. But let me tell you, the third person in the group in the second room, he did some ninja business I would have never thought about. He looked through the, a pipe with... with he looked at like six pipes with a flashlight and got a clue. I was like, who thinks to look in six pipes with a flashlight? Like, a lie? I can't. But anyway, flames, flames. Go to the escape room. Go to the escape room. Go to the escape room sure, if you haven't sure. been. It's like my favorite it's pastime. So it's fun. my kind of fun. Like, bun a day party, bun a club. Take me to the escape room. No, it's like, it's so, so fun, fun to me. It anyway, really that was, that was it's fun teamwork. as hell. It's teamwork. Like, uh, it's little brain power. You gotta yeah, use your brain exercise. Yeah, you think outside the box. Yeah. Strategic. Yeah. Totally fun. I love escape rooms. <laughs> you been? So yes, I've been. Oh, I've probably heard. Oh, for real? And we were slapping it too, but the people were aware I heat it. Y'all, we all got out? No. no. <laughs> but the people were aware I heat it, but we were slapping it. We were in, we did one uh, as well with three rooms, but ours was different where we had some people in like room A and some people in the last room. And then you had to get out of your rooms, meet in the middle, and then get out the middle. So if you didn't, people, to get out the middle, you needed clues from the first the room first or the last room. room. Yeah, so yeah, we got out yeah, our room yeah. waiting in the middle room. And they on the come out of your room, room it's either you all leave or none of you leave and those he got to come up the room so we all lost bruh I was vexed I was vexed I was vexed <laughs> I get so passionate anyway dumb fun but yeah that was a great highlight of the week I had so much fun doing that <laughs> so bad um what I did over the couple weeks I did a few things first of all shout out to Bogdan and oh. Candice Rich they got married over at the parlay 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 Palais Royale. What? Palais Royale. Palais Royale. Very beautiful venue. Um, over off of Lakeshore there. So if you're having a wedding and you're trying to stay in Toronto, I don't know how costly it is. I think it may be kind of expensive because yeah. the backdrop <laughs> on the lake. But uh, one of the better uh, weddings I went to, and not as in like the couple, but just like the venue and how they set it up and everything like that. Very nice wedding. Um, also... I ended up going to Webster's Falls one of these uh, in the week as well. Very beautiful falls. Um, me and a friend of mine went down the falls where you weren't supposed to go. In, in a lot of the falls in Hamilton, they had fences. That you're not allowed to go over the fences. You just have to watch from the fence. But we saw people down there. So what we found out was the people that are in town, they know the ways to get down to the falls. Mm. But they don't tell the regular people like us because they don't want us down there. Right. Man, but that. We hopped the fence, climbed down. I left shirts all dirty, pants. But I got all the way down to the falls, got to see the falls up close. We went behind the falls. It was actually a really good adventure. It was a really dope day. Um, that was kind of cool. So if you like doing that kind of adventure stuff, go to Webster's Falls, Albion Falls, Dew Falls, all in Hamilton. 
very very nice venue venue wow nice <laughs> place to go to um what else did i do, 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 do. i went to the scissor concert how was that scissor is good i love her energy i love the fact that she's 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 like if you were to pick someone from the audience and say perform all these songs, she'd be like, all right, cool. Like, they're super happy to yeah. be there, super excited. And I love the genuine reactions of her because I guess she didn't know what kind of fan base she had in Toronto. There was times she was singing songs and we were singing every word. And she's like, what word? You guys know this song? Like, every word. Is it an act? Who knows? But I, she looked pretty genuine to me. Um, she sang. Most of it was Control. It was the mm-hmm. album Control. Um, and that's simply because, like I said, I don't think she realized what her fan base was. So she was singing, like, can I sing some old songs? And they're like, yeah. And then she's singing, and she's like, oh, you actually know, and she's like, oh. And, like, they were, like, singing out songs. And at the end of the show, she's like, what do you want me to sing? And they were yelling out songs. And she's like, oh, you guys know those songs. She didn't even have it with her, mm-hmm. which I find that interesting. Just play the CD. I was going after music. Um, but, you know, good, good show. She's a great entertainer. She has a lot of promise. So I'm glad to see her. I'm really excited to see where she'll go in the future. Um, she's a great live performer. Yeah, yeah, because she's like I said, she's so involved. Like she, it seems like she, not seems like she is happy to be there. She's not one of those people that are seasoned, have been there for years, and they start just doing it like clockwork. Like she's like, oh my gosh, it's like it looks like she's really enjoying the journey. Well, I thought it, I was there as well. I thought it was really cute, um, just because Drake was there at the, in the back. And it was really cool of him that he didn't come out and steal the show. The crowd would have went nuts for him yeah. if he come out. They would, it would have been a stampede. It would have been crazy. But he just kept it cute, watched from the back, and kept it quiet. But it was dope that he came out to support. Yeah, after that, you saw the pictures online of them two together. And it wasn't like, he wasn't in the back of like, backstage. He was just off to the right. If you ever been to right Rebel, and back. He was at the yeah, yeah, he obviously yeah. went backstage, yeah. but for the show, he wasn't like, oh, I'm just here. No, he was in the right. I didn't see him, but when I went back and looked online, I saw that he was posting footage on his Instagram and where he, so you could kind of know where he was standing at the time, and it was like off to the right, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool about that as well. Um, I really wanted to go, but that was the day I went to Wonderland. I got home super late. I mean, I was all all days. I went to brunch before that. Like, it was such a busy day, so kind of kind of sad about that i just wanted to highlight i went to um the beer bourbon barbecue festival oh, at Ontario place. sucks for you it was their first annual beer bourbon barbecue festival at ontario place um and it was really good really expensive um <laughs> but the food was really good so it's basically they had like i don't know maybe 25 ish vendors outside um they had a stage for performances and like a quote-unquote like a dance floor where you could kind of like dance and participate because they had like line dances oh and oh my gosh almost okay sidebar hilarious i have whenever you hear cha-cha slide whenever i've heard cha-cha slide you know the part goes hands on your knees hands on your knees you put your hands on your knees and you're like boxing the key twerk you're like right 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 i saw white people go (laughs) the guy go hands on your knees hands on your knees white people did this (laughs) bro that's a touchdown dance from full house i said so I, I can't how to describe to listeners what I just did. I don't know. What do you what do you I'm telling you, it's funny. Back in the seventies, the like when you touch your knees and you cross your hands over on each and the I don't know what yeah. it's called. I have never seen a reaction to hands on your knees or cha cha slide. The breakdown when the hands on your knees makes you just want to twerk. Hands on your knees, hands on your knees. You do like a box of not these white people. I was raw. I was like, where am I? Anyway, um, it was good. 
They have lots of ribs, brisket, tacos. Was uh, it Jama- The Jamaican truck, which is okay. They have like jerk pork and Was like. Was the Jamaican truck and... run by a black yes. Jamaican? Okay, good. Because we went to the other event and it was the Jamaican bar. There was a bunch of white people there. Like, what? who's the cook? Show me Delroy in the back, please. And they're like planting, like a bunch of things. And then, um, so the ribs are really, really good. Uh, so the way the festival works is that they had different tickets for different times you could come in. I guess they wanted Which I to didn't really. Like. I like they want to handle I I like it they want to handle population control I guess so it's like you could buy a ticket and you could enter only between like 11 a.m. and 1 p.m. you only enter between 2 p.m. and 4 p.m. only enter between 4 p.m. and 6 p.m. if you have those tickets so what I was like you know what we know I was like let me come whenever I don't tell me I gotta be at a certain time did they move you out after like no so when you came, you could oh you could just stay. Yeah. So it's four to so six. So like To keep it flowing. No, I didn't want to get kicked out. Whatever. So no, you stay. So I I went into the first batch eleven to one, um, and it was really we, we got there like we got there at noon. So after an hour, it started, and then when we walked in, like the person taking your ticket was like, oh you guys got here at a great time. It's not too busy. People are ready. Da da da. Okay, great. So we walked in. The lines maybe three four minutes long. Really really quick. And then by the time one o'clock rolled around, or two, no, like one thirty, two o'clock rolled around, woo, baby, lines. So I was like, all right, we got our fill, two hours, in and out. We um, um, we, we did axe throwing, which was cute. Um, and you had to buy tickets. Nothing, nobody took like cash or credit, or whatever. You had to buy tickets. And then each food item was a certain amount of tickets. So if you wanted brisket, that would be three tickets. And if you wanted ribs, yeah, that's two mac tickets. And, cheese, uh, and, and each ticket cost two bucks. Yeah. So things add up a little bit quickly. If you there were two people, and let's say you both want ribs, that's three tickets each. That's six tickets. So we're at twelve dollars already. $12, so yeah. like you, and that's just one dish, and you only get like one or two ribs. So you want to, you know, sample this. You want to sample this. So you can run up money really, really fast. Um, but everything was really, really tasty. Like I had a uh, some wing, uh, no, some ribs from Bark Smokehouse, I think. And I'm gonna find them, see if they were brick and mortar. I'm going back. I need it. It was so good. Um, so from there, I just walked over to the CNE because Ontario Place and CNE are just a, a walk apart. Um, so I'm like, let me go to the CNE. I used to like growing up. I went to the CNE every year. That was um, tradition in my house as a Did child. No, just oh. for the rides and games and stuff. Oh. We went every year, like my entire childhood. And then as an adult, you kind of just uh, I, don't know, I kind of stopped going because I'm an adult. Um, but it was fun to go and bring someone who's like who's never been before and kind of see like the weird food things and maybe ride a couple of rides. I did two. One was supposed to be like a, like a ute ride. It was supposed to be a real easy, a breeze. But the way I was screaming louder than every person on the ride, it went way faster than I anticipated. <laughs> like way faster. You know, it starts going and then like, let's go faster. And I'm like, no. literally, what? No. What? And there was one little black you walking around ride who was rolling with me. I was like, I'm not laughing with you. This is not an act. Like, this is a lot. Uh, so I did that and then did some other pendulum thing. Like it goes higher yeah, than higher. Yeah, right? Baby. Yeah, that's a trippy one still. I was like, my stomach. My st- and and yeah. when you come back down, like my butt gets out of the seat. Like I'm out of the air. So I just have this thing on me. I'm like, no, no. Get me off. Get me off. So mm-hmm. did that. That was cute. Um, I did in the food building. I got the ramen burger. So here's the thing. Y'all can judge me if you want to. And think I'm bougie if you want to because I low-key am. I've never, ever had ramen in my whole life. Everyone's like, what? Are you not, not, never. Mr. Noodles? No. 
A cup of soup? Must be no. nice. Cup of noodles? Never. She's balling. Must Never be done nice. that. Ever. So I'm like, I'm gonna have the ramen burger because it looks interesting. I'm like, who want, Who doesn't want noodles for bread and, and a burger? I could do that. How'd that turn out for you? Nah, it wasn't. It wasn't <laughs> what the hell? Wasn't. It wasn't great. The photo looked cute though. Barely finished it. I'm sorry. It was. Did pour some water over the noodles to kind of break. It was hard. <laughs> no, it was soft. But I was like, oh, oh this was oh, not shit. good. I used to eat it hard though. So I used yeah, to yeah, yeah. She wasn't broken. Yeah, you were. Those are meals. You put the up in the bag, the pack, mm-hmm. open it up, mix it up, shake it up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That used to be a meal, boy. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. Mr. Noodle saved what? many lives, man. And then my other uh, other person got the pack, like a, I can't remember what it's called, a hero or something. But it's instead of, it's a burger as well, but instead of bread, it's patties, like Jamaican patties. Oh. So like a pat, and then he got like the Mondo. So he got a Jamaican patty, like a Full burger toppings, lettuce, tomato, whatever, a fried chicken burger, a hamburger, and then another patty as the bun. That's savage. How do you hold lot. it? Are the patties hot? See, they should have been. They're one as hot as they should have been. But like, it just, again, fell a little flat. It's still open. Yeah, I'm gonna probably go tomorrow just to try these foolishness. Yeah. Just to say, I remember one year they had it. They had like a Krispy Kreme every year. They had donut, whatever, and like, it looked like a heart attack. Yeah, but people, people um, got salmon, salmonella. I think with that one. There's always salmonella every year. Every year yeah. there's some kind of outbreak. Yeah, it's yeah. not. It's not the healthy. It's not the cleanest. I should say. Well, what you gonna do? But there's so many food options that I could have tried. Wanted to try lots of those fat like cheese right, cheesecake on a stick and like all these fried things to try. What time did you go? After a certain time, it's like five bucks. Five, five to five. Five to five. Five after five. But oh, tomorrow's five five. Labor Day, so good uh, luck with that. What about today? Why not? After dinner. Sure they close that. Like, they close at twelve. But we'll look today. But anywho, anyway, that's what I did. Moving on. That's fine. Rice and peas. Rice and peas. You're the one I love the most. Rice and peas. Oh yeah. I'm going to highlight Onoir Restaurant. I don't think I've highlighted that before. Well, I'm going to talk about Onoir. If I talked about it already, I don't think I have. But if I talked about it already, sorry. But I don't think that I have. We'll talk and I'll tell you if I've ever heard about it. Um, so Onoir is on like Bloran Church-ish neighborhood. Um, and it is a restaurant um, where you dine in the dark. Oh, no, you haven't. I wanted Bloran to go there. Church. You had the best week. What in the hell? Of course you didn't talk about it, because I was talking to you about it, but I don't want to go. Lauren Church, no. We're not talking after this podcast, that's for sure. So, like I was saying, <laughs> so I went to Own Noir, <laughs> um, where it's a dine-in-the-dark experience. So, when I say dine-in-the-dark, I think a lot of people have this idea of, like, you know when you're in the dark and you can kind of make things out, you can kind of see. No, 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 no. There's no making anything out. You're in a pitch black space um and you're dining so your waiters are all people who are blind which i think is a beautiful thing because you're giving people a real sense of employment a real job who people like who have a condition where they just can't see and i think it'll be really difficult to navigate in our seeing world so it's really cool that like everybody who's like um working there as a server is completely like um has their has some sort of vision loss so um you the the menu is pre-fee where you can see in advance before you um sit down to eat you can choose either a minimum of two courses or you can choose to have three courses and you can there's a full bar like a bar menu you can have um so you choose your meals in advance either appetizer and main or main and dessert or all three um and then like 
the items are like steak, steak and potatoes, or you could have like a pasta dish. It's really, really minimal. There's like three options, two or three options for each section. You know, there's not this huge spread to choose from. Um, but they also give you an option for a surprise dish. So you can have a surprise appetizer or a surprise main or <laughs> surprise dessert. In the darkness, and they don't keep your surprise. <laughs> and they don't tell you any kind of hint or what it is. All they tell you is that you can choose a surprise. So me now, I'm frightened. But I'm like, okay, I'm gonna do a two the two course. I got I got the main and I chose what did I eat? I chose not the steak. I chose the chicken and I got a surprise dessert. I was so frightened. I'm like, if they give me like chocolate color chocolate covered crickets, I'm gonna freak out. Like I'm gonna oh, be so mad. Of surprises? I don't know what's oh. a surprise. I'm gonna, I'm gonna I don't know. So just like, I'm asking this the guy this guy before I got in, I'm like, can you give me a hint? Like, is it gonna be like exotic or like it's cold he's just like i know it's just gonna be in that food group i'm like thanks thanks so much my guy <laughs> thanks thanks so much um so you choose your order your order then you're the person who took your order who can see so okay your service ready for you and they bring you to like um the entrance to the dining area so the ordering area is separate from the dining area. So you line up where you're, you're going to go dine. Your waiter greets you. Says, hi, my name is so-and-so. We're going to show you to your table. He or she turns around. and says, I'm going to put your put your like right hand on my shoulder. If you're with a group, a party, whatever. If it's two people, ten people, whatever. Everybody lines up and puts their hand on the shoulder in front of them. You get blindfolded. And then you get walked into the dark space. You cannot see. There is no, they tell you to put your phone off, silent, there's no lights, there's nothing. There's no shadows, there's no silhouettes, there's no nothing. You cannot, nothing, you cannot (laughs) see. So he brings you in, he sits you down on your your chairs right beside you, he helps you sit down, whatever, whatever, blah, blah, blah. They sit you down, say, here's your water, they put you on your shoulder, and then they make you hold it so you can guide it to the table. And then the whole time you're just doing this, just tapping the table, where's my fork, where's my napkin, okay, talking to your person. You can hear other people around you talking, having a conversation, you can't see them whatever completely in the dark um so then he brings you the food that you order and if you order drinks in advance he's bringing to you what you ordered um the food is actually really good my i've been there before this and um, the food was great the person i was with said their food was great and this time as well again person i was with had steak i had the chicken really tasty really flavorful do you feel like because you can't see it enhances the other yeah the, yeah uh, the first yeah. time that i went i almost had a, like a mild panic attack <laughs> i had to really calm myself down because your eyes are open, but you can't see. So your brain's like, what's happening? Like, what's wrong? You can feel your eyes like kind of adjust, and there's not there's nothing you can see. So I have to like start like breathe, just relax, because I start to be like, I can't. I start to breathe a little heavier. Like I can't see. I can't see my eyes like when I can't see. I'm like, just relax, just calm down. You can. I'm not gonna kill you. And I'm just But this time I was fine. Um, but I do think your senses are a little bit heightened because you you've lost one. I think not for me, my my nose, most of my ears. You can just hear little like banging on the table and all the little conversations and everyone loves the giggles and all the like conversations happening in the room is it loud quiet no it's not quiet quiet. it's not quiet it's just a regular it's not loud like in a mall but it's definitely not quiet you can definitely hear people talking and everyone having conversations the way we're having conversations it's just really i think everyone should do it's really interesting i got my surprise dessert thank god it wasn't crickets it was just cheesecake Praise God. Um, <laughs> I couldn't even finish it. But uh, it was I was just too nervous. But it was me and the person I would try to feed each other. What in the dark? The way he How stabbed my cheek. How did stabbed? First, the way <laughs> he stabbed. And the one I thought too busy trying to be romantic. It's funny operation. But like I almost got to like a, right a fit of giggles because he can't. He couldn't see. What How I did was. you try? Did you just like keep talking, keep talking, so I can know you're about this? No, we touched. 
Okay. That's just weird. You touch, <laughs> just touching a person's face is It's not a stranger. <laughs> so it was, here, here, I here. like I went to a person to a fit of giggles because he had like a cake and ice cream or something. And he's like, I want to, he said the ice cream was good. No, I was like, I need ice cream. Uh, okay. So I can't really see. What are you a moron? He gave me like the tiniest drop. He's like, I can't see how much I'm giving you. It was like the drop. I'm like, come on. You gotta do the, I need to taste it. Then he put the whole Dutchie spoon of ice cream. <laughs> I was like, I can't see. <laughs> You and your spoon digging into the goddamn ice cream. I can't see. One extreme to the next, a drop to the whole goddamn spoon. Half your face got. I was rolling. I was. And then our waiter was Jamaican. Which hello, we were talking about kind of foolishness, big cracking jokes. I ordered some wine. I ordered. I ordered a surprise cocktail that was foolishness. Um, and it was it was a really 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 good time. The prices are moderate. I think it's like 40 bucks maybe for like two or for two dishes, which is not, uh, no, I think for all three it's 40 bucks. And then that's not bad. Yeah. 30 something. If you want, whatever. It's not that bad. It's not crazy. It's like the malicious. Yeah. And it's like, it's an experience, whatever. The waiter was great. Okay. Second time I did this and it's a different thing I dropped. Um, waiter was great. Um, the food was really tasty. Um, so the really great location. It's kind of like off of downtown, but it's still pretty central to the city. Um, and I would recommend it to anybody. Really, really good. Oh no! go! I've been twice and I've had two great experiences each time. I absolutely recommend it for sure. And they as well have very specific times. So I don't know if you and your commitment issues can handle it. Um, <laughs> but like, they're only open for dinner. It opens at like five, closes at like, I don't know, 10 or something. And it's like, take a 7.30 slot or 8.30 slot, whatever it is. So book it, go, enjoy, love Onuar. All right, so at least you're gonna follow that because I won't. I sure will. I sure will. Um, I went to Fresh, which I always go to, and I hope I didn't talk about Fresh because it is just such an amazing vegan restaurant. Literally, every single location I've ever been to is always busy. It doesn't matter if it's morning, noon, or night, it is always packed. You have to wait if you're gonna order it. I just ordered a salad and I have to wait 25 minutes for that. Excuse me? Yes. I've been to Fresh a million times and I've never waited that long. Yes. Get out of my face. Yes. It is always that long. Always. Fresh Fresh is a vegan restaurant. Um, There's many different locations. The one I went to was the Florence Banana. There's one at Ossington and Queen, I believe. There's one at... So it's a franchise. Yes. Um, It is fantastic. Their food is amazing. Like, it's just Super filling, large portions, great options. Their menu's super large, healthy. There's just so many pros, like, you can't really go wrong. Like, you know, go to Fresh. <laughs> That's all I have to say. Okay, well, everyone had a wonderful restaurant. My restaurant was just all right. Like, it wasn't great. Um, I went to a spot called The Goose. It's a British pub over at Leslie and York Mills. Nice little spot. We went in the evening. Uh, they had a little patio, something like that. Nothing special. It's just somewhere to go, get a couple of drinks, hang out. Um, if you are in the East and Central, North York area, and you want some, it's like after 10, because normally downtown, a lot of stuff closes around 10, 10 30. You want to get some food, you can go to that pub, grab some food there. It's actually a nice little spot called The Goose. Sorry, it wasn't exciting everyone else's, but you know. <laughs> That's why I couldn't follow that. Like, that's, that's amazing. Mine was alright. It's something different. Someone you can get something to eat at one o'clock in the morning and you're, you're straight. 
Right, let's head to the sweet spot. What's new in music? What's new in music? Taylor Swift dropped a new song. Do you guys hear and see the video? I saw the video. I saw the video. Nice Look what video. you made me do. Nice video in my box. Like. At the end, there's like eight of her, right? Yeah. Eight or nine of her. And yeah. she's like, I want to take... I like it. Let's show personality. I, was, I, was, I, was I think it's manufactured. That. It's not personality at all. It's all manufactured. You think so? No, so. Uh, <laughs> Ain't no think. No, so. I don't know. I think she's been in the game long enough to have that type of... She's always been manufactured. But I, I think oh, it happens over time, like like a whole Beyonce thing. Like you grow up, and after a while, you grow up. And like, remember Beyonce was everyone thought she was manufactured until she came out with that one Houston song, and I was like, oh my god, Beyonce's people, black. People but no, she's fight. from Houston. Like people still believe she's manufactured. This one still believes she's manufactured. Like everyone, people. No, ever since she, it was one out. I think it was right before four or right before the Beyonce album. The, the self named self titled one mm-hmm. is when she dropped that song with the Houston sound, and everyone's like, Beyonce, no, what's happening? And it was like, Yeah, I'm from Houston, I am a black woman, and it, and it had jokes about it. So I think Taylor Swift, maybe at one point, yeah, because you start when you're like 14, but eventually you grow up, you develop your own personality. Yeah, I, I hope so. That's the only thing I could do, anyways. Um, there's a lot of new albums that came out. Um, David East dropped his Paranoia, a true story. Uh, Kodak Black dropped his album, The Project Baby 2. Um, they're about Lil B, which I didn't like when I was younger. Now that I'm older and understand music, I understand life more, I could kind of respect him because apparently a lot of his sound was the original sound to a lot of artists today. I agree. So I give Lil B his, his little kudos there. Um, a couple songs on there. He's very West Coast. I don't know if he's from the West Coast. I don't know a lot about Lil B, but a lot of his sound is very West Coast sound. Well, he has an album called Black Ken. That's out. Um, one of the songs I like on that one is What's Up Jojo. And it's just a different beat, different sound, which I really like. Oh, let me go back to um, Project Baby 2 with Kodak Black. My songs I like in there is Rolling Peace, Sixth Sense, Don't Want to Breathe. Really good. Like right in the middle of the album, some good stuff. There's a sample, a West Coast sample called Transporting. That's a really good sample on that album as well. So Kodak Black, weird kid, but can make decent music. And like he's like a black Bieber right now. Always in the media doing something stupid. And like, Did it's you like call him a kid. black beetle? Bieber. Oh, Bieber. In a sense of being very childish. Uh, uh, not not like as a success, but just being very childish and uh, acting his, not his age, but his shoe size. So How old uh, is he? I don't know, but Not I mean, he's definitely young. Too old. Yeah, he's definitely a young kid. He sounds young too. Um, Lil Uzi dropped his album, Love Is Rage Two. Good sound. Out of those new guys, I like Lil Uzi the most. I think he's an actual artist to me, opposed to just like everyone else, where I feel like they make one song or one sound, and they come up with five of them, waiting for one of those to hit. I think Lil Uzi actually has a very evolutional sound. That's going to go far. Um, so that album's out as well. And last but not least, let me double check. Our fellow Canadian artist, Daniel Caesar, who I've been talking to you guys for weeks now, months now, years now, finally dropped another album. I love Freudian. it. Oh my gosh, this guy's going to be a beast, mm. I'm telling I'm you. I'm obsessed. It's so it's good. So oh good. my goodness, it's I've been telling so you about this guy. He has such a unique sound. Good. I call him the Canadian Frank Ocean. He had such a unique sound that it sounds great. He and the one thing that really impressed me was the collabos he had on his album. Like he had her, he had Sid. Like I didn't know he was that big, but um, yeah, Kelly Uchis as well. Like I love the song "Best Part." Um, and like if you really want to hear his sound, he has a mixtape that he came up with years ago called "Praise Break." 
and it's very unique. Apparently, when that mixtape came out, I don't know if it was an album. I think it was a mixtape. It was a mixtape. It came out. He made like the top hundred Rolling Stones of the year, Rolling Stone list of top hundred, like unbeknownst to anyone. Like people in Canada did not know him, and I heard that, and I've been following him ever since. It's, I knew this guy was gonna be something big, and this is not even a graph. I think he's gonna be bigger than this, but yeah, it sounds like a wonderful sound. Daniel Caesar, if you haven't heard it yet, go listen to Freudian. Freudian, great album. Can I add to that list, Snow Allegra? I just got hip to her EP that came out in 2016. It's called Don't Explain. She is a beautiful singer. I came across this, I came across a couple of times, I just didn't know it was her until I heard Time. And she sounded exactly like Alicia Keys. I'm just like, this is not Alicia Keys? Hmm. And the EP is just beautiful you're good with music i'm gonna check it out you have a good good ear for music um i want to also go with you going 2016 an album i just got on but because one of the songs was in um when reina died the Mm -hmm. song that james blake had called forever thought it was a beautiful song so i went back to go listen to the album called the color in every color in anything by james blake very very nice album he has a beautiful voice oh yeah yeah. and that's what rides the whole album like he's throughout the whole thing if you're going to sleep or something like that or you're on your chill drop that album on and you'll just ride out to that i wanted to shout out georgia smith you guys know who that is yes oh she's a monster i only know like two songs though She's a beast. Um, she's one. She's beautiful. She looks like a young Sade, like really close to Sade, which is cool. Um, and it's Georgia J O R J. Yes, 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 yes. Sorry, yes, yes. Sorry, one minute, one minute. Drake was here for her concert. Yeah, sorry. I'm thinking about somebody else. She is gorgeous. Okay, she's English, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Georgia. Actually, she was just beautiful. here in Toronto a week and a half yeah. ago at oh, the Velvet she, Underground. She, she the show was when sold out. Her. She worked with Drake on his last album on a bunch of songs, actually. She's on the album, which, I mean, he's Holla clearly hip to the game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's good at that. Voice, he's really good at that. Her voice is beautiful. beautiful like she's a beautiful person she's yeah, a beautiful looking yeah. woman but her voice is beautiful yeah. like and she's a lot of different sounds a lot of different styles like you hear you know a couple of tracks and then like this okay, hip-hop right. soul feel and then you hear something else and she kind of flips it a little bit you're like okay okay spicing it up so georgia smith if you haven't been on to her you don't know who she is definitely look it up not georgia like the state georgia like j-o-r-j-a she smith. has a, a EP beautiful i've a, been hip to her from 2016 that, called project 11 no there's a song before, there was a song on an ep before that where it's talking about blue stars or something like that it was a really deep song and i was like yo this girl's gonna go far she reminds me of lmi yo the english music like come over here, here man uk artist Honestly, their singing is just so different. You don't gotta tell me twice. I'm honest. It's just so different. I love my UK artists. Check out Snow Allegra. Her name's spelled differently. It's S-N-O-H-A-A-L-E-G-R-A. Two A's, yeah. A-A-L-E-G-R-A. Yeah, yeah. She's fantastic. Another person just wants to mention him. It's it's good, so I'm gonna I'm gonna suggest it. But like, it's not one of my favorite things to listen to currently right now. I'm just so distracted. But no name. She is a music. She is a a rapper from Chicago, and her sound is different. It's very like I'm talking, but I'm rapping. I don't even know how to consider it. But she's a rapper, um, so check her out. And Kaylee Uchis, Tyrant. Have you ever heard that song? Mm-mm. Wow, man. <laughs> 
Kaylee was just, I love her. She's like an indie artist, but now she's kind of getting big now. And like, I'm really taking her music a bit more seriously. Love it, love it, love it. She is fantastic. I love her, her look too. It's just different. Also, I'd like to mention uh, a guy you mentioned before and retract the statement I made on a previous podcast. One, Cardi B, I'm sorry. Cardi B has a song out with Fresher, P-H-R-E-S-H-E-R, who's been coming out with hits on the low-key lately. Very underrated artist. Um, if you, I, I mentioned? You met, no, no, no. Oh. Gold Link you mentioned. Oh, but this oh, one, oh. Fresher, Cardi B, great song called Right Now. I've been riding that out all week. That song's Fuego. Also, um, Gold Link, I finally heard the song Crew and the remix with Gucci Man. I mentioned before, yeah. that song go, it's a good bop. The uh, album's pretty good, to be honest. The album's really good. So we gave you guys a lot of music, all great music. Listen, play this back again. Go listen to some of the music that we just talked about. All different kind of vibes where you come from hip-hop, soul, R&B, uh, all good music there. Oh, but, wait, one more, one thing. You know, you, you heard of Rory? Rory? Yeah. No, mm -hmm. she has. Really? Mm -hmm. You should listen to. I just, I just want to know your opinion when it comes to the whole um, Andre reference because he does. He's like a, what's that word? Prodigy. Oh, He's three like, stacks. Yeah, yeah. yeah Big listen. time. I've listened to him. I've heard him before. Yeah, you should listen to him. Rory. You think he's good? I saw him perform him. <laughs> what, what's that sound okay. effect? Okay, listen to. <laughs> I, I, I just really want to hear your opinion on him sounding like, uh, like. Not just the voice, but how he raps. Uh, not necessarily. No, just listen to anything. Because more so with the the three stacks, it's more his style and his yeah. his wordplay and his content. Not exactly it's, a sound, but that's all. So I will I will look out for it to see. What, how is it spelled? O R O A R Y. R A U R Y. Oh, okay, no, I don't never heard. All right, guys, let's move along to table talk. Can we talk? have an email here that's directed to Alex so I'm just gonna go ahead and read it <laughs> give it to me okay it says for Alex I heard you put Eminem in your top five here's something to wonder is he overrated outside of him being white and being able to rap fast what is Eminem's hardest line or song I personally think he's more of a technical rapper meaning his vocab is definitely up there and in his prime a lot of people weren't seeing him when it comes to flows but he said himself if he was black no one would consider him special thoughts that's a good question is that the whole thing or do I have to there's another part but that's a lot to digest let's, let's tackle that first okay um I agree Eminem did say that I also just think Eminem is being modest like any other great person that's I'm not going to say that I'm the greatest um but um, no, Eminem was a paradigm shift in hip-hop. Not just the fact that he was white, but just content. Do you remember when Eminem just... Does anyone remember when Eminem came out? The media hated him because it was this white guy just talking out his ass, disrespecting his mom, talking about whatever he wants. He was a paradigm shift in hip-hop where it was not so much... It was, I'm a rapper and I'm going to be completely out of the box. And... Also, I just finished watching the show I mentioned to you guys before called The Deviant Ones. There's four episodes, and they were talking about how him and Dre got together and how Dre fell in love with him the very first time they were in the studio. Because the very first time they were in the studio, the very first minute... 
They even started recording. He recorded, my name is what? <laughs> Slim Shady. And he talked about how the person who he was and what basically an Interscope, all the artists they were getting were out the box. Marilyn Manson's, um, Nine Inch Nails, Eminem. They were purposely getting people out the box. And Eminem was one of those people that I remember Eminem before he was with Dre. Because I have my best friend. He loved Eminem from when we used to go Napster. You remember Napster? Napster? Who's Na- Napster? Napster was the first. You know what Napster is? The You're first. so cute. Napster was the first engine to download Aww. music. Like first, first, first. Before LimeWire, before all that stuff. You were so cute. That must have been a Canadian thing. No, no. no. Napster was huge. But <laughs> it was back. No. Napster, yeah. But it was like. Huge. This is 97. This is like back in the day. Aww. And I was listening to Eminem because of my best friend then. Because he was like, oh, there's a white rapper. And I was like, yeah, shut up. I got Jay-Z, Biggie, this guy. I said, no, this guy's good. So I listened to him. So when he got on to Dre and all that stuff. So that's what I saw the growth in him. I saw what he is. And he was basically one of those rappers that was a paradigm shift in hip-hop. Remember, my top five list I mentioned, these guys are game changers. Eminem, game changer. Now, with that being said, I want to retract from my my top five. There's people I missed, and I so I was thinking about it at home after. I was like, I can't believe I missed Ice Cube. Ice Cube is in my top five. Nas, sorry. No, no, Jadakiss. Jadakiss, sorry. You're, you're honorable mention now. Ice Cube has to be in my top five. And like I said, there's, who, did I, who did I miss? Ice Cube changed the game because he was yeah, Here we go. Ice Cube he was a game angry. changer. You know what I'm saying? He had lots of stuff to talk about and he got in a fight and he, he had so yeah, much yeah, and he yeah. wrote and he was right and while he was doing hip-hop he was writing movies Acting. yeah like, yeah he didn't just act in boys in the hood he didn't act in friday he wrote these yeah. movies like no i do resembles my father oh. but i find him attractive so i think i need therapy yes <laughs> <laughs> So the answer, I hope I answered his question, right? Like I think, I think Eminem so. was a, a great game changer, so he belongs to be, uh, he belongs up there in the top five. Um, what's his best? I can tell you one of the songs you can go listen to. It was off of um, his hardest line or song. His hardest line. Okay, I'll give you one, and it was just a song he did on his. Okay, go ahead. And, I'll look it up. Okay, no worries. Um, while you're looking that up, hopefully you can multitask with the thinking and the and the moving of the fingers, because he says also. I think Damn should get a Grammy over 444. Mm-hmm. Hove's album was good and I enjoyed the message, but Damn has way more replay value in my opinion. 444 almost sounds like he freestyled the whole project and by the overall production wasn't memorable. Beyonce watched him on Family Feud. <laughs> she did. I love that. That sample with her and uh, the, the sisters, Clark the sisters. Clark sisters, beautiful. So I correct, yeah, he, he did her thing on that. Um, I just think... Yes, you're correct. It has more replay value. I just think he should win. And like I said, not just rap album of the year, but album of the year. And I love Ed Sheeran's uh, album. I love, love, love it. But Jay-Z should win off of just impact alone. And since we've talked about it then, and even now, we're still seeing new stuff, new content, new things that they're doing for the 444 to keep us talking about it. That's going to add to that when they do the votes and what have you, why he's going to get this award. Simply because the impact of that album and what it's doing for people that not just in the culture, but involved in hip hop and what have you, is going to go so much further than Damn. Damn's going to be considered a really good album that came out in 2017. 444 is going to be probably like a paradigm shifting album where guys are going to start coming back into hip hop. People are going to start doing things 
with their money and we'll see the impact of it not now but probably four or five ten years from now that's why i think that album will be and as it as of as it places a good body of work he put it together in a particular way like you said it sounded like he's freestyling if you listen to the interview that jay-z did um he says he did that for a reason he did it like he's talking in a certain tone they they produced it in a particular way because he wants you to feel like we're having a conversation which i think when there's a science behind it i respect it it's not just bad recording or i just rushed this no if he did it in a particular way he said it took a while for him to do it and normally if you know jay-z magna carta came out in two weeks he said he did the whole thing in two what? weeks that's jay-z but in the mere fact that he said he took time to do this and there was a science behind everything the science behind the rollout and the fact that the way it sounds like that he wanted it to sound like if you're having a conversation because it's an intimate it's an intimate album and that's the way he wanted it to be done okay <clears throat> did you find the eminem line song okay oh yeah so the eminem for him if you want to listen to uh just one song it's actually him and um what's that guy's name little wayne if for the song that i think just just picking one song i'm not going back to his classic albums like the encore and stuff like that but if you go listen to no love on his recovery album with Lil Wayne on it. And I did that because that's a top act. In 2009, Lil Wayne was considered like one of the best rappers out at the time. Lil Wayne, at, at his prime, at his peak, and you listen to No Love and listen to what he did on that album, on that track. Eminem's pen game, ridiculous. His wordplay, not just he raps fast, the, the content of what he's saying, phenomenal. Okay. Um, and then I think we have another letter. We do. And we have, we're going <laughs> to call her. Can we come up with a name for her? Oh, them mm. now. So we don't make this mistake again. What mistake? Sally. Done. And just pick a girl's name. <laughs> That's so fun. <laughs> like, what on earth? Sally don't got no problems. Psalms. Okay. Not sure if you have covered this topic before. What are your thoughts and views on polygamy? Interested to hear the ladies' point of views on the polygamy, especially. There's a top part to it, but we've already discussed it, so go back to the first episode and watch it. She's asking if monogamy is a realistic thing for both males and females. We've touched on that already, so we're not going to beat a dead horse. But we're going to do the polygamy part, though. Beat a dead horse. Never heard that before? No. That is a very um, common expression. What on earth? I don't, What's I don't with y'all today? Cast a priest? Beat a dead horse? I just... Cast a priest? Oh, surprise. <sighs> What's common to her is obviously common to everybody. Yeah, because being a dead horse is just no, so rare. I, okay, that, that's one that's... So is Council Priest. Council Priest is not. I've never oh, heard that before in my life. That, she had never heard a dead school. horse. I went to school with French people and I've never heard Council Priest. Council Priest. Oh, my God. Mon frère. So, we actually, we actually talked about polygamy before in that we same did. episode. But I, I yeah. think we... Fo- I, I questioned polygamy, but then I think we focused on... Um, polyamory instead yeah, and, polyamory, and yeah. uh, you know marriages themselves not like relationships um, polygamy is not for me but I can respect people for for practicing polygamy it's not for me because I think one relationship itself is difficult it takes up time it takes up dedication you have to truly invest invest yourself in this person you have to invest in this person so to take two or more relationships seriously i just don't know or see how much time there is out of life for that like i I don't under i don't see it for myself also i am very uh what's mine is want mine i'm not possessive but i just 
I wouldn't feel comfortable sharing. So polygamy itself is not a practice that I'm interested in. Uh, I'm not opposed to having fun with my partner, like you know, like <laughs> I'm not opposed to that, but to like actually commit to two separate or more relationships, that just is too much energy to to use up. I'm an introvert at heart, and I just don't have the time or the patience for that. So, uh, but yeah, I have. I'm not. I don't look down on it like some people do. I don't have an issue with it. It's just not for me. Um, my opinion is very much so similar. Um, polygamy is not something I would be interested in because I'm a jealous person. <laughs> I don't want no one playing with my toys. Like she just said, open. toys. Like she just said, open in other ways. You know, we can explore and experiment in a lot of things, but having a, like dedicated relationships, marriage, uh, to other people, I wouldn't like that. I don't want to see the person that I'm with focused and in love with and dedicating time and lusting after somebody else wouldn't stay right with me, not into it. I'm, I'm good on that. Um, but again, don't look down or judge people that do it. Good for you. If you have the means to accommodate and the time and everyone has that understanding and respect for one another to make that work, then kudos, like shout out to y'all. I don't look down or judge other people's relationship structures and how they choose to govern their lives and their relationship statuses. More power to you, bro. I think that is a financial commitment to take care of more than one person or to balance the finances and balance the time and how that works shout out to y'all i don't got it i can barely manage my own goddamn life my own goddamn time and one person let alone multiple and let alone splitting my time with multiple i it's not for me but shout out to y'all it's all good quick question before i go when you guys think polygamy do you think an adding another woman or adding another man does it polygamy is by definition adding more women okay yeah it's one man, multiple women. It's the definition of polygamy. If it's other, if it's adding women, it's a different word. Okay, because I know I know it's having multiple relationships. I didn't know if it was strictly towards adding another woman. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's interesting because I was listening. A friend of mine sent me shout out Tiffany. She sent me this link about uh, with this. Uh, I don't know if she's a psychiatrist or just a speaker named Esther Perel. You ever heard of her before? So she's European and she talks on sexual desires and sexual relationships. And in terms of polygamy, she discusses the fact that technically everyone's in a polygamous relationship because once upon a time when you were monogamous, it meant you only had sex with one person ever. But now because people are a little bit more open with sex, it's not seen as in the same. Now you're talking about, I'm only having sex with this person, but it doesn't mean I've never had sex before. So the terminology kind of has changed over time. Wait, no, because polygamy wait, 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 is yeah. a relationship with more than one person right. at the same time. Just okay. because I've been with other people in the past, I'm talking about the same but, time. And that's what I mean. You. Because what she's saying before, back in the day when you had were monogamous, it was one person ever. You yeah, but we're not talking about monogamy. We're talking about polygamy. I know, and that's what I'm saying. What you're saying is everyone, in a way, is polygamous now because if you're going based on the previous terminology. Just because you're having sex with, or in a relationship with this person now doesn't mean you were in a relationship before. But the no, current but the, terminology does not mean the that's same. That's what I'm saying. Like, no, but the opposite of monogamy is not polygamy. Just because you're not monogamous doesn't mean you're polygamous. What I'm saying to you is people these days now in... Pre, don't, you're saying people these days don't fit the definition of monogamy because back uh, in the polygamy. day... Polygamy. 
Because polygamy, like you said, polygamy back in the day, which the terminology was having multiples opposed to with uh, having monogamy, being monogamous, it means one. Back in the day, when you had one, like right now... So you're not monogamous. monogamous. If you're right now, if you guys are in a relationship, right? You're in a monogamous relationship, correct? Back then, compared to the terminology back then, you're technically... In a polygamous relationship. So we don't, they don't fit the definition of monogamy back then, which is what she was saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. But you don't, yeah. right now, as of right now, okay, it's a very good thing she was talking about. about basically that polygamy right now is more practiced anyways because people are more freer, especially in the Western world. Um, as a man, am I for that? Me personally, no. I couldn't have... More than one, especially it's my wife. No, I couldn't do it. I think women are a lot of work. Because polygamy it, is marriage, not just relationships and boyfriend girlfriends and dating and sleeping around. No, married, like having multiple married relationships. Yeah, and that's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah that's okay. what I'm saying. Yeah. So, um, and that people are divorcing and remarrying, divorcing and remarrying now as before. Um, but yeah, I couldn't do it because I I do believe that. Women are a lot of work, um, and to have more than one, you obviously you're, you're not focused. Like you just you can't focus on the needs of all. Uh, this could also be a power thing. You know, if I'm at the top, I don't care. Just give them money, let them figure it out. I, I don't know, but me where I'm at right now, I'd say no. Um, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna state the definition of polygamy because it's not actually specific to more than one woman. It's the practice or custom of having more than one wife or husband at the same time. The condition of bearing some male, some female, and sometimes some perfect oh, flowers. Um, so yeah, so it's the practice or custom of having more than one wife or husband at the same time. Yeah. Um, okay, sorry, continue. Yeah. I think you're talking about polyandry. Well, in, in a sense, we're talking polyandry. Poly- polygamy, polygamy is either you can have more than one husband. Or one woman. Yeah, it doesn't matter who's doing it. It's just okay. adding a person to the relationship. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't be able... Either way, I wouldn't want another man for sure. Uh, um, but another woman, I just no. Nah, it's 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 tough to focus on the one. And that's actually another thing that, that she talked. Esther spoke about in her in that. I wish you guys, if you can find it, sexual desires, go look it up and watch it. I think it was really well done. And she was talking about how um, how even nowadays people in general, you need more than one person to to satisfy all of your needs and with the the mindset behind monogamy now is the fact that people look to one person to satisfy all these needs and that's why it's tough at relationships it's really hard on relationships now because back in the day it wasn't like that it wasn't so many it wasn't i don't want to say it wrong so you guys cuss me just watch it but um she's saying but <laughs> no 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 I, i'm serious because she said back in the day they you women had needs but not as much because they weren't working they weren't doing everything uh, like they are now and with that being said it's tough to find that one person to fit all your needs even though basically this to say she's pro polygamy because she's like in in a day like this you might need other people to satisfy those needs because it's very unrealistic to find one person to get all your needs and that's where people that's where the disconnect is happening between men and women but me personally no, i wouldn't do it i i don't think this is a new thing. I believe no, no one says new. Promiscuity no. has always been a thing in relationships. I believe 
Um, infidelity has always been a thing in relationships. Correct. It's just we live in a different society nowadays. It's it's it used to be really frowned upon frowned upon to see a relationship end in divorce, regardless of culture, regardless of religion. It just it was frowned upon society society wise. Um, but that's what she's saying though. She's saying that like in a passion in relationships or passion in marriage is a new phenomenon. She said in years yes, before I agree with that. it wasn't I like that. that. Being married was more of a functional thing. Right. You get married, you have kids, what have you. And where the passion was, was just like you just said, was in infidelity. Passion was when you went out and found your mate and you cheated in your relationship. Right. That's where the passion was. It only was in the past recent hundred years, eighty years. Where I certainly believe, when she said that, I believe that's kind of coincides with when movies like Casablanca and stuff like came out. So it kind of makes sense. So people are seeing this and like, oh, I could be in a marriage or I could do something and find this somewhere. And having more freedom and women having more freedom to do things like that, that's where it all comes into play. But um, yeah, you're very correct. She said that this whole new passion and... And everything in the one person is a new phenomenon, and that's where that disconnected why divorces are probably happening more and more. And she also said that divorcing and and I'll ask you the question: Do you believe that a twenty-year marriage ending in divorce is not a success? I believe it is a success. I believe you had that time with that person. Twenty years is a long time. It's obvious, like. If you look at a 20-year-old, you're going to say, yeah, that person's young. When you talk about a relationship, being with somebody, being in a bond, being connected with somebody to a degree for 20 years, I think that's fulfilled. You fulfilled your time with that person. It's time for you to move on yeah. if you are unhappy. Uh, it just depends on how it ends. There's no cut and dry answer. If you end in fire and anger and bleaching clothes or whatever no it was not a success if it ends amicably then sure it could after be 20 years though we mean after 20 years if you ended if you end in shooting each other and killing each other no it's not a success doesn't matter how long it was it's not successful if it ends amicably then yeah sure see i'm on the fence with it because i genuinely believe if you broke up after 20 years you've been breaking up for 10 years like i just feel like half the time you guys are already just trying to find a way out and you find excuses, and then finally, after the twenty year, it broke up. But I do believe that I don't. I don't call it not. I think it's successful as well. If it's for a long time, you've been breaking and, up for ten years, and you've been holding out. You think that's success? Well, you've been together for ten years. So what? That's so you've been together for ten years. That's successful. You've been together for ten years, and for just as long, you've been breaking up. But that's successful. But because people find excuses and what have people fear. Yeah. So whatever the reason is, you said that's a success. But I think okay. Let's say fifteen years, and then fifteen. Like I think you, that's still a long period of time. To be in a relationship of love, like I guess it's me because I haven't been in a relationship that long. But um, I think it's a that's a long period of time because I don't think it's we were together twenty years and last week I'm like all right we're gonna done this like no yeah obviously like, it's a did a did a ramp up to this and that's fine but like I just don't think a number makes something successful or not successful. There's ten million other factors that makes something successful or not successful just because you're together for a long time you're beating my ass. But we're together for 20 years, so it was successful. And that's like, what I said. That I doesn't matter. That. Like, the time doesn't matter. It's the quality of the relationship. Not how so, long. What do you consider a long relationship? I, like you just said, I don't think there's a number to it. I think it's just the quality of where it's been and what, how it's gone. A long relationship is, till the end, I'm assuming, um, as long as you continue to... I don't know, I don't know the relationship term, but like rebrand yourself. 
always keeping not try to keep the relationship fresh try to every so often analyze the relationship see what you guys are doing wrong get better at it i know it's easier said than done but i think that's the way you can sustain a relationship but a long relationship is just as long as you would want it to be to me if you're in high school you guys dated all four years and then you got broke i think that's a very long relationship that's a lot of your teenage years but if you're getting married and you're only married four years i don't think that's long so it's all subjective is there a reason why you, you you haven't had a long relationship? Like, personally, you just don't want a relationship? No, I love I would love a relationship. I just feel like the woman I've been with... And um, now this perspective is changing as I got older. I was always trying to find this amazing one that she's so bad and just stupid. Instead of finding someone that I could build a life with. And that's changed in me. Not to say she's not pretty... Or what have you, but understanding there's more than just looks and and I was more than that too. I wasn't all about just having to be a hundred or dying or whatever. But I was always just like she has to be about it. She has to be ready. And I always wanted this woman that's just ready to go all that. But I wasn't there, so I felt I was very hypocritical that way. Where I'm about this and she needs to be this, 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 but I'm not even that. So why would I want her to be that? Instead of finding somebody that's growing and building just like myself and someone I could just build a life with, someone that will take care of my kids just as good as I am or just as, and want to be there for a family and, and cares about family just as much as I am. So when I was younger and, you know, I got hot and getting all these girls and doing what I want to do, I just, I put myself in a position where it wasn't to succeed. So that's probably, I, I don't blame the women, I blame partly, partly me. Okay. Well, thank you for writing and asking your questions. Sally and Uncle Trey, thank you guys for writing in. Dinner on a Sunday at Gmail. He actually wrote Dinner on a Sunday at Gmail. I respect that. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. All right. So continue writing in to Dinner on a Sunday at gmail.com. All right. So let's head over to the Spill the Tea segment. This will be pretty simple and quick. Um, I like to share things that I'm personally going through or personally realizing for myself what works for me for different things. And we just finished August. We're in September now. And August throughout my entire life, from my, what I remember, has always been a month of discovery. Uh, whether that was me going natural or me committing to a fitness journey or me ending a relationship, changing my dietary options. August has just always uh, living in a different country. Like it's always been a month of discovery. And if I need reinforcement of positivity, if I need reinforcement of love, of self um, healing, I tend to do it or believe in it or speak it in August and September is my full throttle month. So with that being said, um, I like to prepare myself for the end of the year in August and speak my manifestations, speak what I want done in my life, speak my goals, speak whatever I need healing. And I'm always trying to not perfect, but just better myself, my mental my mentals, my emotions, my, my spirit. So here are five things, top five things that I believe that everybody needs uh, to 
manifest manifest whatever it is that your goals are that what you want out of life just believe in them practice them and cleanse so number one is palo santo it is a wood it is used to burn um it's used medicinally therapeutically the smell is super sweet and nice and it's just it's therapeutical healing for essentially you can smudge with it if you want to burn it a little bit in the morning burn it at night just cleanse and feel nice it's a good way to uplift your spirits um number two is sage sage is a wonderful smudging uh it's good to cleanse the space if you have somebody over if you uh you know had a bad conversation about something if you woke up with negative feelings sage is actually scientifically proven to rid uh your space with bacteria so just burn it smudge the area walk around with it uh cleanse your soul just to clean clean your space clean your living areas uh crystals i'm kind of getting into crystal healing but not really but kind of uh there's you know touring there's uh rose quartz there's many different crystals amethyst your birthstones many different crystals that are used for healing and improving health and happiness there are some for love if you're into yoga you will understand the chakras and the balancing so you know recharge and rejuvenate through crystal healing and the last but not least oh no two more things um, bentonite clay if you need to detoxify your skin if you need to detoxify your intestines and your hair bentonite clay is one of those fantastic mud dirts that is around and has been around for a very long time that's used to remove your body of toxins through the process of adsorption so chemicals and metals bind to bentonite clay as it is expelled from your body Therefore, you are lifted of heavy metals. If you work in an environment like a nail technician or a janitor and you're surrounded by lots of metals and intestinally you might feel, you know, like you're just weighed down, take some bentonite clay, do a little hair mask, do a little face mask. Last but not least is herbs. I always talk about herbs and teas and they, they joked on me, but catnip, it is really good. Um, <laughs> Catnip found its way back into the podcast somehow. <laughs> Yeah, Kind of is a good tea, man. It calms you down, especially if you're PMSing. It calms you down. Um, but the herbs are excellent immune defense. Start drinking your herbs from today. Colt's foot if you have, you know, coughing issues. Neem tea if you just want to cleanse your body. Peppermint tea, it's a basic if you need some, you know, digestive help. Lavender if you need to calm yourself down. Herbs, invest in your herbs. Start drinking them daily. Prepare yourself for this cold ass motherfucking winter that we're about to end, and you know come against in Toronto. I don't know if you guys are in cold areas, but build your immune system up for the winter. Get your vitamin D's in. The last bit of it because you know we absorb vitamin D the best. That's what I mean. Get, get, buy vitamin D pills in right, the winter. Right. And yes, and if you winter. didn't know that, if you are melanated, if you are melanated, abundance of melanin, it is good to take a lot of vitamin d in the winter our immune system isn't really built for cold weather like that and we lack it big time and vitamin d is excellent for your immune system so um but those are the five suggestions for you know starting newness for discovery for self-discovery for self-love 
Palo Santo, burn that. Sage, burn that. Crystals, charge that. Bentonite clay, wear that. And herbs, drink that. So that's it for Spill the Tea. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Now what we're going to let marinate for the week. Drum roll. What's happening, guys? We have an announcement. We have an announcement? Sure do. Our show's been canceled. I'm joking. It's <laughs> over, <No>. guys. <laughs> <laughs> Wi-Fi's getting cut off. Can't pay the bills. Didn't pay the bill. No, we're going on a little bit of a vacation. Everyone's going to be... St- oh, you're starting some stuff coming up soon. Uh, school. school. I'm working so on a lot of September, school. actually. Six days yeah, a week. So everyone's going to be pretty caught up for the next month. So we're going to take a little bit of a break. Starting season two in October. Um, so you don't have to worry about that. We're coming back. But we're taking a little bit of breaks. But um, things are going to be coming up soon. We're gonna. If you have any suggestions, anything you want to hear, anything you want to hear more of on our podcast at Sunday Dinner... Feel free to email us on dinner on a Sunday at gmail.com. Feel free to hit us up on Instagram at Sunday Dinner Podcast. We'll love to hear feedback from you. I love the listeners. We appreciate everyone from this season writing in and being involved and listening to us as well. Um, today, I might, or tomorrow, I might go to the X because of Labor Day, so I got a day off. Do something like that. Does anyone else have anything happening for the week? Yeah, I'm going to go to a barbecue cookout thing at Woodbine Beach tomorrow and then I want to go back to Wonderland <laughs> on Tuesday. Uh, nothing else planned after that. Probably a movie, most likely. Well, I'm proud of you going back to school, so I hope Thank that you. starts off well. Thank you. Don't buy the books if you don't have to buy the books, I'll tell you that. First day, <laughs> look at the promise and no, the book or not. Because those books get hella expensive at some point. Um, I'll be going on vacation before we get back. So when I get back, I'll be telling you guys about my vacation. It's going to be a goodie. You? I'll be asleep and I'll be at work. So she's hibernating <laughs> for the month of September. That's about it. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for listening. This has been the final episode of season one of Dinner on a Sunday. Gmail, uh, Dinner on a Sunday. It's the it's Sunday, Sunday Dinner, Dinner Podcast. <laughs> she learned the name after the first season. Thanks so much, guys. Uh, season two, we're going to come back with some interesting things. Be ready for season two. Woo woo! Don't forget to wash them dishes. T-T-Y-L. Okay, that's right. Everybody out. You ain't got to go home, but you got to get the hell out of here.